Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. There's calls to introduce 30 kilometre speed limits in all urban areas. It's the Dublin Commuter Coalition that's proposing it. Lauren Touche is a member. She's on the line. Lauren, why do you want this? Hi, Andrea. Happy Friday. So I guess really it's based on my own experiences of walking around the city with my four-year-old. And we're lucky that we can walk to school. We can um, walk to the Civic Centre, to the pool out in Ballyferma. Um, But really the one thing that makes it a struggle is the speed of the traffic. And it means it's really noisy. It's dangerous. It feels unsafe. And, you know, I'm often walking with my daughter and I can't even hear what she's saying to me. You know, she'll come out of crash full of news and I'll be straining to hear her walking down the road. And, you know, I'll often look at the people who are traveling in cars and chatting away, listening to the radio. And I think, you know, it's it's it's, it's quite unfair, really, that, um, you know, we're trying to encourage people to walk in their neighborhoods and to cycle. And yet the experience of walking and cycling is so uncomfortable. So for that reason, you think that speed limits, and is it everywhere, Lauren, or where where exactly are you proposing that the 30 kilometre so, speed limit would come in? So if we move to a default 30 kilometres per hour, it would mean that, um, it, it wouldn't mean that there would be a blanket 30 kilometres per hour, it would, it would, but it would change the, the balance of responsibility and make it so that the the local authority and the councillors would have to argue that it's safe on any given road for the speed limit to be higher. So we're not saying that absolutely every road in Dublin will become 30, but that will be really the baseline from which we're starting from. Because currently what we have to do is we have to make an argument for every single street to be 30 kilometres per hour. And also, I mean, people will have seen lots of the 30 kilometre per hour poles going up in their neighbourhoods over the past couple of years. And, um, you know, that adds street clutter. It, It makes it inconsistent. And it also encourages people who are driving to speed up when they see that the the speed limit is changing to 50 kilometers per hour. Mm. And it's that acceleration and deceleration that is also adds to the noise and the danger um, for people who are walking and cycling. I know in the programme we've spoke to people previously about 30 kilometre speed limits, um, particularly around, you know, very residential areas and and, and Mm -hmm. in kind of um, large housing catchments and, and that sort of thing. But... I'm trying to get a sense of like how far out of the village or you know what I mean that the main area do you envisage this 30 kilometer per hour sign would be like are we talking about right up to you get to a motorway or um well I suppose maybe that's kind of getting too too far ahead of ourselves but really what what we want to advocate for is um you know the the quality of life that this will bring to people who are living in the city You know, we've seen in London there was a 50% reduction in children killed or severely injured when they increased the the number of streets with a 30 kilometre per hour speed limit. Um, In places like Kingston and Hull, there was a 90% decrease in people killed or severely injured. And, you know, it would be up to policymakers to decide where exactly the limits are, the limits of it will be. Um, You know, I think personally picking an area like inside the canals would be easily understood and recognisable to people. So that once you cross the, you know, the Grand Canal or the Royal Canal, you know that you're in an area where you'll be mixing in, you know, with lots of people walking and people cycling and that it's time to slow down. Okay, so let's use that by way of example for for motorists today and for pedestrians. That So anywhere within the parameters of, as you say, inside the canal on the city side, that that Mm -hmm. would be, in your idea, that would be all 30 kilometres. 
yeah, I think that would be a wonderful um, Well, you could, you could probably would. argue, I mean, anyone that sits sits in traffic day to day, you're probably probably not doing much more, I imagine, than 30 kilometres per hour anyway in, in parts. But your argument that it's not just around the safety, Lauren, you think the noise is, is part of the problem? Yeah, well, just bring that element of livability and enjoyment back to the city. It means kids will be able to play on their streets again, like they did for generations in Dublin. Um, it will mean that businesses have, you know, more football, that they have places outside, you know, cafes to set up seating because we'll be able to narrow the roads. Um, you know, if the default is 30, you can re-engineer and redesign public space so that, you know, you don't need to have big wide lanes to cater to fast moving vehicles. That okay. you can have slower, narrower roads and more space for for footpaths and cycle lanes and civic spaces. Mm. So I'm really interested to hear the views of, of others, I suppose, Lara. You know, the public, motorists and um, pedestrians as well to mm-hmm. your proposal. Mm-hmm. If you want to give us a call, please do so because I'd love to get other opinions on this. Just on that, Lauren, though, like it's not just a proposal that you and the Dublin Commuter Coalition are looking for. You actually met with the Minister about this yesterday. Yeah, well, I mean, this has been in the works for quite some time. And, um, you know, Ireland did sign up a couple of years ago to the Stockholm Declaration, which would mandate a default 30 kilometre per hour in places where vulnerable road users mix with, um, you know, vehicles in a, in a planned manner. Um, so it's been in the works for a couple of years. And Dublin City Council did have a vote on it as well a couple of years ago. And unfortunately, the majority of councillors at the time didn't support it. But it did make its way into the most recent road safety strategy. And um, in the action plan, this was specifically what we wanted to meet with um, uh, Minister Chambers about. Um, at the end of last year, the working group on the default 30 and the speed limit review were due to make their recommendations. So, you know, we're really looking to show that there is a broad coalition of support for this measure. Okay. And that, you know, I, I believe that it will be the smoking ban of our generation. I no. think it's something that people see will be, too, or will say that it's too difficult to implement, but I think it will be transformative for public health, for our public spaces and for how we move around. Okay. The smoking ban of this generation. Yeah, it's an, an interesting way, certainly, of put, putting it in terms of societal change. Michael is with us on the line as well. Michael, do you think there'll be um, a broad welcome for this proposal? Well, I've seen most people in uh, lockdown most of the time. All of the changes with the new cycle lane and everything has brought the city that we have a speed of less than four miles an hour. Do you know, Michael, bear with me one second there. I'm just going to try to to, to reconnect with you on the line, if you don't mind. I think we've got Peter on the line as well, though. Peter, do you think there's a welcome uh, for this proposal? Uh, The proposal of 30 kilometres an hour is is not justifiable. It's... um, it's purely a green agenda and their idea of like that there's a 40% reduction in fatalities and casualties by reducing it to 30 kilometres an hour or by having a, it makes a more livable walk in city and that's helping to contribute towards the climate action plan is all kind of a, a green agenda. Like they've agreed to implement a 40 kilometre an hour zone over there on the north side of the city. So they've now agreed to that. So they've agreed for a 30 kilometres hour in most cases. When that didn't work, they've stepped in and accepted the 40 kilometre zone somewhere on that north circular. I can find the name of the road for you. I will have to Google it. And then 50 kilometres in other areas, mm. and then 60 kilometres. Realistically, like, they did the same in Phoenix Park and they brought it down to 30 kilometres an hour. And 80 
99% of the cars travelling through that park are registered as over 30 kilometres an hour. I drive, drive through the park regularly and to try and stick to 30 kilometres an hour is actually quite um, restrictive. It, it actually, I have uh, don't have an automatic car and, and changing gears and back and forth and slowing down and then you get other cars coming up behind you. Not, not that they're intimidating, okay. but there is something wrong like okay let let, let me just ask Lauren about that Lauren is this all part of the green agenda too restrictive um well I I guess I mean the caller is right about sorry I missed his name Um, Peter the caller is right that Peter um you know it it, like speed uh, changing a speed limit on its own and putting up a new sign is is, um will have very limited effect and what you need is engineering enforcement and education to actually you know see the results of that so you know, like if you take um, the Phoenix Park, like we haven't seen any changes really. You know, we've no pedestrian, additional pedestrian crossings or stop signs that would help drivers observe the, you know, the new speed limit. Because but is, 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 is your point though, Peter, sorry, that people, like they're, they're not paying any heed to it at all? No, it's not, it's not that heat. It's actually, it's, it's very hard to restrict yourself to 30 kilometres an hour driving through a park of that. Like they have even made the road narrower now with the introduction of that cycling. Like the only person who's been killed in the park is a person entering on a cycle. Now he was actually struck, unfortunately, mm-hmm. this person. At, at, the, the person was speeding. They were doing 56 okay. kilometres uh, kilometers an hour yeah. outside the park. But now there is, a, there is a, legal, a legal structure whereby you're allowed 10%. So if you're doing 50, you're allowed 50 plus 5 plus the one for the technology of the reading. Now if you're doing 30 kilometres an hour, in, in, in a, or sorry, 40 kilometres an hour on the Sandy Mount Road now. And, and, and unfortunately, if a child who's not been supervised runs out in front of that car and actually has a fatality. Now, technically, then, you're not within the parameter of 10%. So you actually can be charged with manslaughter and murder. And that is because you're actually driving at what is like 82%. It was recorded there recently that 82% of drivers in in those 30 kilometres an hour were were actually travelling at 40, 41, 43. Now that is actually, uh, realistically, if there's fatality at that extent, that is a prison sentence. Okay, but but your point around 30 kilometres, just to to leave all of that to one side at the moment, do you think it's it's possible or do you think drivers would stick to a 30 kilometre speed limit in urban areas, Peter? We do drive at 30 kilometres an hour in urban areas. Most drivers do. Anybody I see in the state I live in or anywhere else actually doesn't drive above 30 kilometres when they're coming into their housing estate or leaving their housing estate. Okay. Everybody does. Okay. Let me bring in Michael Peter as well if you don't mind there. Uh, Michael, do you you agree with that? Like, do do you think that uh, people, a lot of people in residential areas do stick to 30 kilometres anyway? Most people tend to operate within a reasonable speed limit is the best way to describe it. The way the city has changed since the start of COVID with the implementation of all the cycle lanes and everything, we're actually going at a lower speed than they were over 100 years ago. So average speed, average speed times around the city are less than 6 to 7 miles per hour, which is about 10 or 12 kilometres. You can't go up Dorset Street, you can't go down the Keys, anywhere within the peripherals of the city you can't uh, go. The 30k is implemented around schools. That's been in for a long time. It's already it's already been discussed with the state and the state are already looking at the a, a, a gradual look at 80 mm. and 50 in general. So it, it's, it's heavily, how would you say, it's heavily engineered 
due to the changes in the road patterns and the design of the roads that you can't, I mean, the biggest issue, you can't move. You, you look at ambulances and fire brigades sitting on the keys, nowhere to go because there's no movement. Okay, but, but, a, but, but a default 30 kilometres everywhere around the urban, the urban setting. There is, when you actually forensically look at the statistics around accidents and what causes, you'll find that speeding is actually on the injury side lower down the list. The biggest cause or contribution to accidents is failure to have due care and attention. People doing their hair on computers, on their phones, having their breakfast, reading the papers, you name it. Yeah, but the injury is sustained from somebody, you know, driving a 30 versus, you know, 80 or 90. Yeah, but if you actually, it's like anything, if you if you actually look at the figures from a forensic point of view, you get a different okay, picture. Okay. It's a bit in a way like saying that our inflation is eight six percent now at the moment, when the slice pan has gone up thirty percent and fuel has gone up over a hundred percent. Okay, yeah. pa- pa- Pat has texted in to say nobody would stick to the thirty kilometres. There's no enforcement of the speed limits anyway, as they currently are. Um, Lara in Dublin says what your guest is asking for takes such in such a wide area it would simply not be enforceable. Look at the scooters and cyclists; they often go faster than thirty kilometres an hour. No is part of a cycling group. No, would you be supportive of this idea? Oh, absolutely. Uh, completely support uh, 30k limit in, in urban areas. And I think uh, just listening to your conversation there and some of the comments, a lot of people are saying, uh, you know, we can have this 30k limit, but uh, it's hard to enforce it. And uh, we put in a, a submission to Loud County Council last year calling for uh, raised footpaths, in, uh, particularly in housing estates, to act as a method of enforcing uh, this uh, this 30k limit because uh, you know it is it would be hard to enforce of course with by you know other methods by having a guardy around but i think we can uh, you know we can change the driving culture through uh, through infrastructure if we're smart and clever about it That's okay what we uh, advocated loud county council do uh, 30 30 kilometers is too slow only causes frustration says this texter people need to use their own judgment i suppose the point is they don't though uh, this listener says i think it's a ridiculous idea traffic and congestion are already bad enough i live in balbriggan it can take me an hour to just even get out of the city Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk. We're talking about this proposal from the Dublin Commuter Coalition. They want a default 30 kilometre speed limit introduced in all urban areas. 1800 453 106. That's the number if you want to chat to us about this today. Joan is on the line from the Love 30 campaign. Joan, I, I assume you agree with this. Very much. So it's it's a no-brainer. And the talk about the problem with enforcement is a red herring, really, because I heard Noel there just before the break, and he's quite right that various engineering solutions can slow traffic down. You don't need Garda on, on every corner. He mentioned the continuous footpaths. Um, I live in Sligo, and O'Connell Street in Sligo has recently had uh, the main street made much wider and the carriageway narrowed. And that, you know, automatically... Uh, slows traffic. You're not going to barrel down at the same speed when, if you like, you don't have you don't have the same space. Um, the same would apply in relation to uh, junctions. If you don't have big wide junctions, if they are tightened, which is in the various counties' active travel plans, again you can you can slow traffic down. And the people who say that it's not possible, you know, to drive at 30, I wonder what they do when there's a traffic jam or if they're driving in a in a funeral or something like that. When you think about it, you know, speed is one of the main things that the national travel surveys have found that impedes people from walking and cycling. 
So if you're going to slow the speed, it's going to make a huge difference in enabling um, active and, um, and travel, walking, cycling, okay. wheeling and so forth. And in turn, you know, that's going to leave room on the road for people who, who need to drive. But there is nothing as scary as being on a bike and you hear something behind you really, really revving. And it's really reassuring when you actually hear a vehicle slowing down and you realise, you know, they've seen me, they they know that I'm there. And I would go further than um, the Commuter Coalition are, are based in, in Dublin City, so they're thinking of cities. But the 30 kilometre we feel should also be a default um, outside every school. Then if you drive in the north, and, and I'm sure you must uh, do on your mm-hmm. on your way to Donegal, mm-hmm. you will see those electronic signs um, outside schools, right. with, um, yeah. just, which are op- operate during school time. Uh, you know, not sorry, not all school time, but they pick up and you know drop off times kind of either side of that, mm. and you will see the 20 miles, which would be the equivalent of our 30. And there's no reason why we, we okay. can't have awareness raising like that rather than thinking that it has to be you know a Garda everywhere Tom is on the line as well Joan stay with us Tom no reason that this can't work no there is no reason in fact as the lady said a 30k speed limit around schools and in some uh, urban areas is probably um, a good idea However, what I'd like to know is, will these speed limits be um, applied to cyclists who regularly uh, speed their way along the, the, the roads, uh, mostly, listening, mostly listening to what's on their headsets? OK, well, 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 well Lauren, Lauren, Lauren Toot from the, Dubl- uh, the Dublin Commuter Coalition is still with us. We'll ask, we'll ask Lauren that question, Tom. Thank you. Yeah, are you there, yeah, Lauren? So, yeah. Yes, speed limits also apply to, to people who are using bicycles to get around. Everybody. Absolutely. And yes. And yeah, who's um, going to enforce this? Who is going to enforce this on on, on cyclists well, who, I mean, who, as, who, who who cycle with total disregard for anybody else, including breaking through red lights? I, I was in Drumcondra one day and saw a lady being narrowly missed by a, some fellow on a, a very expensive looking bike who was more interested in what was on his headset than he was watching, uh, watching the red light. So enforcement was something that we were really eager to talk to Minister Chambers about as well. Um, what the Commuter Coalition has been advocating for is camera-based enforcement at junctions and at, um, by buses. So when you know drivers are using um, bus lanes, that they're automatically ticketed. Um, but also, um, like e-bikes, they the ones that um, so they they have limiter or. That the the pedal assist on an e bike will cut out at twenty five kilometers per hour, so like it's actually like really really difficult. Um, um, I, I, actually, so, that's that's probably there's probably a little bit of uh, disinformation in that the e bike um, uh, do not have speed limiters on them mm. per se. Not only that, but when is road tax and insurance going to be applied to? Uh, cyclists on e-bikes okay. and on electric well, scooters. Maybe a conversation you... for, for, for another day, Tom, just on, on that element of it. But I just want to stick with the idea of the, the, the default 30 kilometres everywhere. And sorry, the fact that it, it would also, it's been proposed for everybody. It's not just for motorists. Mark, you're in Dublin. Do you agree with that? Uh, yeah, like, um, and like, uh, I don't think we want to get too distracted by like, about bikes versus uh, motorists or otherwise. But yeah, it's a uh, when you get by hit by a, 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 a car out that's one and a half tons, like a, 
at uh, at 50 kilometers an hour like, or like, or a bike at 30 you know, there's a, a quantum of difference but the reality is like it should apply to everybody um but yeah it's uh it's important that we start moving in that direction towards the like, safer roads because we have built like, like a lot of roads in the last 30 years which have been almost entirely focused on on traffic flow like, and speed at a at a particular like speed limit that's designed for so doing things like as a lot of what I get Jonas has already mentioned. I mean, like I, I, I I've lived for for many years like in the the Dunleary area, for example, mm. and uh, there's a there's a there's a stretch of the Glenigiri Road, which is like a um, uh, where the new Tesco is, and it is um, it's basically it's four lanes in width in both directions. And that's basically like a, a, a an urban highway which is being built through like a, a heavily like a um, uh, pedestrian like uh, focused like uh, area with dozens of schools in the area, but yes, it was all about flow. So we have a we have a bus lane, we have like a uh, two uh, two like uh, um, turning lanes, and then we have like a, a straight lane. Uh, so it's it's all about traffic flow, and the result of that is like is that uh, people when and in particular when the traffic is not built up, so like at uh, say seven o'clock in the evening or otherwise, those become urban racetracks. And like, and that's that's the, the fact of the matter. And like, and it's like as Jonas said, if you road design, it's like sort of narrowing the lanes, like, and making it more focused on like on uh, people's safety as opposed to traffic flow. Then like that, like, will have to mitigate that like racetrack scenario in the off peak period. Obviously, I'm racetrack in the sense of we're talking about that somebody's doing maybe fifty, sixty. Like, mm-hmm. in, in, I know, in I know area. what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the- I tell you saying that, like it, but it's it, it's the very fact that people can access the speed, and obviously if we switch that to tomorrow to thirty kilometres an hour, people will continue with it. But I think you've already touched on in terms of enforcement. So that's the road design is a huge, huge part of it, as as Joan had mentioned earlier as well. Gary has got in touch in relation to default thirty can uh, thirty kilometre per hour limits. It will save lives. Simple as biggest killer of children, um, speed and buses, according to Gary. Why are we not trying to tackle this? Um, this particular issue. I think it'll make make the whole thing more pleasant for everybody, according to Gary. Mary is on the line. Mary, why did you get in touch about this? Um, yeah, I, I just noticed that um, in County Mead, Clonalvy, Flemingtown, there's some very old signs up there that has not been, I don't think the council has looked at them for years, and they're 80, 80 kilometres, whatever, an hour. And there's some very sharp corners Along all along this uh, area, area all along that area, with no stop signs and no slow signs, and the roads are very narrow, and there's barely any footpaths to walk on, and there's big, huge tractors and trucks driving very fast on these very narrow roads, and I've actually seen some tractor drivers talking on their mobile phones while driving. Mm. And these are very hazardous conditions for pedestrians and for other road users like car drivers. And that's in Clonalvy, County Mead, Flemingtown. The, 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 the council needs to look at those roads. Okay. 80, 80 miles or whatever. You think hour. it's too high. It should be reduced. 
extremely high. Yeah. I don't All right. think they, I think they're up there years and years and years. Okay. They have not changed nothing since then. About okay. Them. Just on a final point, Lauren, you can hear the, the the reaction. That's just callers getting in touch with us today about this. Still more texts coming in uh, here to to five three one zero six as well. Um, just r- remind us of where this this is at now. This app following the meeting yesterday. Like, I mean, there, there's plans already in place to to look at some of this. But I mean, do you envisage it will happen? There'll be just thirty kilometres everywhere. I think if there's enough support for it and people get in touch with their local reps and their national reps and say that they want a family-friendly city and they want to be able to walk and cycle with their kids and they want their parents and grandparents to be able to move around independently, then I think we'll absolutely achieve it. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.